The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Times are getting a little easier these days, but that don't mean taking time for yourself needs to. When you want a drink, you want to work for it. That's why I only drink Malort. Its unusual full-bodied flavor of deck varnish and viper piss is a taste savored by two-fisted drinkers. So if you think your two fists are strong enough, why not grab yourself a shot of the only booze big enough to knock some sense right back into you? Jepson's Malort. It'll kick your ass for you, so you can take time taking her easy. Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. You like me, cause you could go downhill. I can't promise that you love me, but you probably will. I can't promise you forever. My name is Chad, I'm a bird. I work for a show on occasion called The Paper Machete that pays me to do news stories. So, and then I put those news stories on my TikTok, and then my stand up, and then my TikTok stuff. So, I got a whole bunch going on there. That's what I do. Dr. Price, what do you do? Um, so I'm a psychologist, uh, so I'm a doctor, but not the medical kind. I'm not a climate expert. I am, you know, a psychologist, author, charlatan in the Peterson <laughs> mold, but for good <laughs> rather than evil. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That's fair. So, so I feel like there's aspects of it I can relate to. All right. Because of the people that will hear this... Throw me some creds. Like, what are your credentials? Hit me with, like, where can I find work about you? And that way people can look you up and go, oh, I know, uh, you're a legit person. Well, sure, yeah. So um, I do have all of my, like, peer-reviewed work on, like, ResearchGate, and, you know, you can look it up on Google Scholar and all of that good stuff. But um, my my main claim to fame now is trying to digest published empirical work <laughs> and make it accessible to the public. So Fair. Know, yeah. So now that we've established all of this, and those reasons will become clear as we discuss this. <laughs> Very quickly. The, re- the reason I had Dr. Price, and have had Dr. Price on the show before, because you have a, a sociological view of psychology, mm-hmm. like the way people think exactly. in, in society and in clusters, as opposed to, you know, I'm sure you've studied individual on individual psychology. Again, not a doctor, absolutely a comedian. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a social psychologist, which is, you know, similar to what Peterson supposedly is. I don't know. He's a lot of things, supposedly. <laughs> but but that just means I kind of study social dynamics, social norms, how the social environment affects our behavior from the outside in. So this uh, Joe Rogan experience, you probably have a lot to say about how it affects our society. And now, to further do what we need to do, the reason I'm doing this is not because I'm here trying to give you advice on your life or on what shows you should be listening to or any of that. The only reason we're doing this special episode of my birdcast is because I I haven't been able to check my notifications and TikTok for a week because of the fucking weird shit people are texting me now. Oh I can't just it's and I'm one of those minds 
where I have to have a clean inbox or I go crazy. Oh, no. So, like, You're I have to click no. it. And yeah. then it's just like, oh, my God, go to... It's... Okay, all right. So You're never re- going to have that kind of life again. No, like, I yeah. hear it is. <laughs> yeah. The reason that happened is because I have a TikTok page. Chad the Bird Talk. Uh, I started doing it. It was for fun. And then a lot of people start watching it. So now every time I do something, a lot of people, uh, you know, view it, comment on it, whatever. So what I decided to do was start taking my stand-up routines and the news that I write for the paper machete um, and put them, like, break them up into little bits and then put them on TikTok and see what could happen, right? I dinged (laughs) to not just, like, skim the surface of the Joe Rogan, Neil Young situation. That was it. You said I, the words. You said, said the cursed words. I literally said the words. And if you go back, those of you listening that uh, may have left said comments, and watch the whole thing, I think you'll find I'm not saying anything except here's what happened. And then took some shots at Neil Young and Joe Rogan, who I think can take it. But anyway, since I posted these little vids, I've been getting, like, you know, nothing, like, crazy. Like, I'm not in the millions or anything. That's for other stuff that I've done. Which I have to mention, because this isn't even like one of my most watched. It's up there, but it isn't even... But the amount of comments mm-hmm. is just a flood. And it's a constant flood. And I'm not going to turn my comments off, because the more they talk, the more people come and watch. And That's I'm like, engagement. Oh, that's yeah. how the, it's, the internet works. So it's still happening. And the way it feels, it's like I own a boutique hotel. And I'm just grateful for the guests it's a public lobby. You do whatever you want. But I come down at like five in the morning and these just brogans are just yelling at each other. And I'm like, well, I can't kick you out. You're not doing anything wrong. But it's like 5 a.m., dude. Don't you have class? Like, that's what it feels like. Okay, now. so that's the caliber. They're not sending you like death threat. They're okay. Just... Yeah, kind of. Okay. They're, all right, so I will read off. All right, so to begin, here are some of the comments I have gotten from my piece, uh, Rogan v. Young. You gotta love, this is verbatim, you gotta love that not a single person talking like this has gone after the scientists he had on the show. Just Joe himself for talking to them. Next one, not a shock jock, just having open-minded discussions, which comes off as shocking because no one else can. Dr. Oz can still be on the air after blatantly lying to folks. Comedians who shit on other comedians are the worst. Liberals are not funny. The whole thing is do what liberals do. Hate. <laughs> and then the one that I'm pretty sure is a death threat. This guy poking at a bear and also not funny. Uh, that's but, starting to say, like, oh, you're asking for it. Oh, am I asking bit. for yeah, it a little bit? It's, it's heading that way. One guy was like, you're a simp. And I had to Google what that is. Oh, <laughs> you didn't know what a simp was? Oh, my God. <laughs> then my, my favorite of the ones are just like, this isn't funny. And it's just like, thank you for coming. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then my then the like epitome on the mountain of all this. This is the one that actually got my fucking goat a tad. Clout chasing comedian. He's like, you're a chow- clout chasing comedian. And I was baffled because I'm like, aren't I supposed to be? Like, isn't this what we do? We, we talk about current events so that you'll listen to us. You know, you're not like out there thinking about, you know, pears or something random. You're thinking about what you read in the paper or whatever or saw on YouTube or OAN or whatever you're fucking watching world. Right. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. If they're going to say that one of the great strengths of Joe Rogan is that he's talking about things other people aren't talking about, he's plugged in, you know, how can they then turn around and be mad at you? 
for talking, talking about, about current events, current events and, and what other people are talking about. Talking about it, and it's just so interesting to me. And it was good to really just sit down and listen almost to a full episode because I did start to see how that parasocial connection forms. Which okay. you know, parasocial connection, just that idea of like feeling like, oh, this person I listen to online all the time is my buddy. Right. This is my friend. I feel identified with them. And so I understand, I feel like, more than before, why these guys are, like, white knighting for someone who is doing fine. He He's, doesn't need defense, especially not from you or Me any or other, anybody. Yeah. And here's the thing. Here's, here's another part of it, because I don't know if you saw my, my like, whole uh, op-ed that I do. But, like, um, I'll do this thing, and all of a sudden, the, like, the reaction is you're just further censoring free speech. And I'm like, but like, aren't you then also doing that by telling me to shut the fuck up? Right. Yeah. It makes no <laughs> sense. They have no understanding of this thing. And it's, it, it is really strange because really Joe Rogan, it's pretty masterful how he tries to walk this line of seeming like, Oh, I'm just asking questions. I'm open-minded. I'll hear from people who the media is trying to silence. He makes himself seem very reasonable compared to whatever crank he's decided to give a platform to. Right. And that's the thing a lot of these people don't understand is the paradox of tolerance, right? Okay. This idea that giving a platform to everything means that you're not giving weight to what's the most reputable information, what's really dangerous information, or just active misinformation. And so not drawing a distinction and not um, cutting out certain things that aren't worth tolerating or aren't worth hearing actually makes it harder for us to tolerate the views that aren't worth that are worth hearing. You know right. what I mean? Like there, you have to have some. There's got to be. There's got to be a line. There's got to yeah. be reasoning, right? And, yeah. But, and like, and it's not something fucking difficult to do. It's literally just like, hey, before I have on crazy weird face, he's gonna say some wild shit. And here's the thing: I just want to hear him out now. Obviously, what I would really wish Rogan would do, because, like, listen, I like Joe Rogan, and that's the other thing I don't understand. Like, I never once said I don't like Joe Rogan or that he should be, like, shut down, which he's not going to be. And, in fact, that's a point I made at the end of my piece. I'm like, look, Neil Young is doing the thing he always does. He does this shit all the time. He pissed off Leonard Skinner. He wrote a whole song about Starbucks. Like, mm -hmm. this is just his jam. It's ego yeah. for both of them. For both of them. And here's the deal. Neil Young eh, is fine and also has another streaming platform. He also hates Spotify. He's always been against Spotify. He was looking for a good reason. This was to a, do his it. Yeah. good reason. Yeah. So did Joni Mitchell. This is not this is not like a crusade and it's not even like that big a deal. Like everyone in this story is going to come out all right. And like now here we are in the future and Joe Rogan has uh, kind of apologized, basically just acknowledged it, which is a big step, I have to say. And then Spotify took down a bunch of his episodes, and that's it. But, like, they do to other podcasts. Like, what was it, 200,000 other episodes have been pulled since, like, 2020 because of misinformation? So it's not just Joe Rogan. Everybody got hit by Spotify, not the government. Right. This is so not a free speech situation. Right. You know, and we can have a conversation about how scary it is that these apps and media companies have so much control over what we access and what yeah. we distribute, that is scary. But that's not the same thing as the government <laughs> silencing right. speech. They didn't kick in his door and, like, drag him out. Although somehow I feel like he might like that. Uh, so 
why do I have you here? Well, uh, and why did you do this for us? You watched most of the Rogan Peterson situation. <laughs> so thank you for doing that, because I'm sure that may have been frustrating. Yeah, you know, it was more fascinating and less frustrating maybe than I expected. Because Peterson is such a, like, bad communicator. and He's like Dan... I think he's Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm. I think it's Danny D... Trying to win one more Oscar, but like the last Oscar. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. like, I'm going to create this character. His name is Jordan Peterson. He's a Canadian intellectual. And he just roves the country, just like trying to convince you to try the wine. He's so squirrely. Like, I was just talking to a friend about this last night because I was starting to listen to the episode and I was not coping. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to make it through. It's four hours long. It's a long one. And at first I was like, well, Jordan Peterson's making a lot of claims here that Joe Rogan is actually shutting down and questioning. Yes, he does do that. Which impressed me. Like, you know, he made this absurd claim Peterson did about 7 million children dying per year from indoor pollution. Like, from indoor, like, fires that aren't safe. And Joe Rogan was immediately like, we need to look that up because that makes no sense. <laughs> and the number was actually 600,000. Just wildly different. Yeah, just, that's a huge shift, bud. Yeah, but really what it is, is like, Peterson is so serpentine. He's throwing out so many weird, absurd claims. Really, really complicated, academic-sounding language that, as an academic, makes no fucking sense. He's <laughs> wasting so much space and wasting so many words to say nothing. I, I think it, it's like casting a spell over people or something. I think well, it makes feel people like, feel smart. So, okay, um, and, and again, this is not to claim that Jordan Peterson is any of these things, but I, he reminds me a little bit of a tele, how televangelists work when they talk, when it's just like, they, it's like what's that? In, in, okay, let's nerd. In debate, there is a term for this. I think it's called the gish gallop. And it's when people throw a bunch... Ben Shapiro does it. Mm -hmm. People throw a bunch of stuff at you and you can't really refute all... You can't possibly refute all of them at once. So you just kind of have to, like, gray out and go, okay, I'll just try the one then. Right, yeah, yeah. And you see this a lot on, you know, Twitter fights. And it's a little bit of, like, moving the goalpost rhetorically as well as what sometimes now online is called sea lioning. Never heard is, of that. What's uh, that mean? A sea lioning is when you're just, you're just asking questions, man. But you're asking so many questions, pick, picking apart every single thing so that you can't agree on reality with the person you're debating Yeah, you're getting, Yeah, you're, you're bringing it down to a microscopic level. You're like, well, we really don't even know what a microphone is. And you're like, yes, we do know what... No, but, like, if you think about it, I'm like, I don't need to think about what a microphone is. I know what a microphone is. Right, it's so derailing, and that's immediately what Peterson does. Again, talking about climate change from the very beginning of the episode. This really just, like, overly confusing claim of, like, well... The climate models don't include every possible variable in the world. We can't know with 100% certainty what's going to happen. And that just muddies the water because that's never how science works. Right. Nobody's ever claiming to have a model that contains everything. Anybody that tells you that this is the only way is always wrong. Always wrong. It's like, no, there are multiple angles and science is whole, their whole deal is that they want to be proven wrong. If you're a good scientist anyway, like... I think it does this. Prove me wrong. Not, mm -hmm. I think it does this. That means it does this. And if you think it doesn't do this, then you're wrong. He just takes you on this really meandering path that makes it, it's really seductive, apparently, to his fans. I think it's kind of funny that, like, these, like, hyper-masculine chuds are into him because he has this, like, Kermit the Frog voice and is, like, really uncertain and squirrely. It's strange a little bit that he appeals to them. Um, maybe he like they can identify with him as like a reflection of their insecurities or something. Well, maybe there's some kind of like uh, 
I'm the best in the room and I can't, I can get it done like that. I don't even have to talk about it. Fuck, give you a stare and it's done. Fucking end of story. Well, do you know about Sigma males? Wait, wait, hang on. Before you go to that, because <laughs> yeah. now I want to know. <laughs> yeah. But, like, uh, Jordan Peterson's, like, their navigator. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all captains of the ship, and he's just like, Captain, I think we should go this way because I'm intelligent, and I read books. And they're like, well, I don't have time to read books. Give me a guy who reads books. So that's why it's super easy to kind of go, oh, yeah, that guy. Listen to the smart guy. All right, tell me about Sigma males. So at this point, most of us are probably familiar with the idea that a lot of incels believe in uh, involuntary celibates, that there's, like, these alpha males who have, you know, a perfect cut jawline. They're yeah. masculine. They call them chads. Yeah, they I call did. them chads. I definitely know that. <laughs> exactly. And then there's betas who just can't quite get on that level. And then there's, like, omegas who are just, like, complete garbage in They're the hierarchy. basically just slime molds. Right, yeah. You're just being dunked on constantly. But then there's this other idea of the Sigma male. Oh, I didn't know that which was is, a thing. It's a whole new thing, and there's all of these, like, videos and communities about it. And there are people who are like, oh, I'm going to dominate by taking myself outside of that structure. I'm independent. I don't like the game show. I'm not going to play it. Right, yeah. It's very like I'm the Joker. So then you don't get a name. You don't get to be called a Sigma male. You've taken yourself out of the game. That it, you well, just give yourself a code name? Well, it's kind of like, well, I'm an alpha, but I don't have the posturing or the ego. I don't need your approval. And so I think they think of Peterson and a lot of people like that, and even Joe Rogan, these outsiders. Even though they're wildly, absurdly popular, they're not outsiders. Yo, you're not at the, you're not at the fucking underground table. You're not smoking clothes no. with the goth kids, yo. You're not special. Yeah, and this you person isn't your out, friend. You're hanging out with, a, with the fucking quarterback, right? Uh, these guys all have, like, these, like, hyper-masculine photos, and they all have, like, that sassy, like, I don't give a fuck what you think kind of look. Mm-hmm. The and DreamWorks I'm, face. Yeah, yeah, the DreamWorks face. So I'm like, all right, so fine. Look, that's your thing. Cool. But don't think that you are coming off as counterculture. You're coming off as, like, 60s mayonnaise fucking angry dad drinking hams, but you're just in your 20s. It's a little bit of the, like, uh, Christians who think there's a war on Christmas persecution complex, where it's like, you're literally the most normal, accepted kind of person. Like, I understand it feels like white men are under attack right now. Because we're calling people out on your shit. Right, yeah. That's the thing, man. Like, calling people out on their shit, I thought was a thing we were doing, but not certain people. You can't call certain people out on their shit. Right, yeah. They'll love Rogan for kind of busting somebody's balls and calling out, you know, things that that don't make sense and for being a truth teller. But they just are so fragile when any of that is directed at their at their beautiful boy. And I think it does come down to, like, a lot of men just being really, like, lonely and alienated and not being able to show any weakness, right? right? Or, mean, and it cuts come from abuse, too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Like, being in an abuse house. And, like, here's the thing. In the end, none of this had to come to light. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to even do this. I just did a story, and in my story, like literally, it just says the Joe. The name of the one that got the most views was the Joe Rogan problem. Which, if you listen to it, <laughs> is not that Joe Rogan is a problem; is that there is a Joe Rogan problem right now, and there's a problem with what's happening right now. And Neil Young is calling it out, and Spotify's going with it because they're a corporation. But then all of this stuff's like, oh, this is slippery slope, censorship, and I'm like, is it censorship? I don't know, maybe a little bit, but don't we do that all the time anyway? Like, we don't have R-rated movies on, like, fucking Nickelodeon at 10 in the morning, right? Right, yeah, we have some sense of taste, some sense of curation, you know, whatever, standards. But also, it's just, these people just don't really believe in what they think they believe in or claim to believe in because they also 
despite being supposedly absolute free speech right. advocates, if you criticize them in the public venue, then you're cancel culture. And and that's the most maddening thing to me about um, Jordan Peterson, because he he really first became super famous for saying that he wouldn't use his students' pronouns, right? Right, I remember, I remember this. This is way back when. I feel like yeah. you and I talked about this. We might have, yeah. And it's, it's logically inconsistent, because he presents himself as being this advocate for freedom and free speech, but the second those trans students and their allies criticize him, then all right. of a sudden they can't exercise that free speech. They can't exercise that right to critique. So it's like, what... Yeah, Which is it? Who's so protected? Isn't it all equal then, right? Mm-hmm. So then I can say, but I'm, I get a lot of people like, you can say whatever you want in your room, just don't come into my room, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nobody's coming into your room. We looked at a video on YouTube and made a comment. Also, for you people keep commenting, it's my fucking room. You walked into my room and got pissed at me for no reason. You didn't even read it. Ugh. But yeah. you can't engage. Right. Oh, yeah. Don't feed the fire. And yeah, it's like, for someone who's like a you know, capitalist, believing in the free market and people's right to make choices as consumers, Peterson doesn't accept that when his students, his tuition-paying students, his customers are basically saying, you're not giving me the service that I Right. You're not treating me appropriately as someone who's paying your We don't have to go to your school. Right. We paid to go to your school. Right. You don't have to do anything outside of treat us like, you know, we're here to give you more money. So why would you be like, also, fuck you? Because it's like, okay, well, fuck you then. I'll right. go somewhere where I'm respected as a person. Right. But then to say that is disrespecting the person saying it. Right. And then if you want a diversity of thought, which, again, is a big thing for both Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson, let's hear different perspectives. How are you going to do that if you're just not even letting certain people in the room based on what their identity is and you thinking that identity's fake? Like... You can't be a... But aren't you doing that to Joe and Jordan by right. taking their shit off Spotify? Right, yeah, it's just... Also, probably because their ideas suck and they're being mean. That's what it comes down to. That idea sucks and you're being mean. Being mean sucks. We don't want it. Fuck off. But then when they're like, uh, comedians making fun of other comedians are the worst. I'm like, that that's a blatant falsehood right there. We wouldn't have roasts. We wouldn't, mm. Bob Saget wouldn't have had a fucking career. You know who else? Fucking Joey Fatone. Ah, my man. That, oh my God. that steamed me so bad. I was like, what are you talking about? We do it all the time. It's what you like. Yeah, if you want the marketplace of ideas... <laughs> That supposedly you think comedy is. So everyone should be able to sell in this market, except for you. You have apples, and apples fucking gross. Get out of here. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. He said I could be here. Yeah. Uh, But there was this line that came up in this interview that I think really gets to the heart of his My point is you watched almost all of it, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, I did, (laughs) and I was taking notes. And there was this moment where Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson are talking, and Joe Rogan says something about, imagine going five years of your life without having a really meaningful, interesting conversation with someone. Um, Just your whole life and all your connections with people just being really banal. And he says, like, you might not die from that, but you'd probably want to. And I think that's where his fandom really comes from. It's these lonely, alienated people who are not being intellectually challenged, who this is their closest chance at feeling like they're hanging out with a really smart buddy right. and having a really interesting conversation. And it's, that's why they feel so attached to him, because they think he's their friend. I see, yeah, right. They think he gives a shit. I feel like when somebody wrote something that resonated, it was like Joe Rogan is 
popular with this particular style of person because he's the bull, the school bully finally being their friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I kind of feel that a little yes. bit. Yes. I don't think that Joe Rogan, the person, is a, a bad person or a bully or any of that kind of shit. I think he's just a guy who does CrossFit. But like... <laughs> Uh, I, I actually don't even know if he does CrossFit. Yeah. Maybe he does. Who, who, who cares? He fucking works out. Anyway, he's got the machismo. I get him. I know people like him, and I don't have a problem with it. Fine. Great. Celebrate it. You got you got it going on. You got protein shake. Mm-hmm. But, like, his character that he plays on his podcast is this, like, uh, no, I'm going to fucking, I'm getting, I'm getting in here. I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this work for you. I'm taking care of... It's like chivalry or some shit. Yeah, it's. I think you texted me about this, that it's like almost an older brother figure that a lot of people have never which, had. Right, which I gotta figure is where that, like, desire to lash out comes from, right? Because yeah. it's like, don't get don't get into my cozy zone. And, you mean, and I'm like, you mean your safe space? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah, like, because I feel like it's confusing and annoying to me because... I don't understand how we can't be doing this, how we're not doing the exact same thing. Like, there's, we've lost that, like, ooh, I'm making fun of Joe Rogan because I can. I don't hate Joe Rogan, and anything I said would lead you to think so. It's just that I'm talking about him, and you're not participating in the conversation. So, I don't know. I feel like that's where it comes from. But you watched the whole fucking interview. So, like, how are you? Are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah, I feel like it's it was important and it was good. I tried watching it before you and I even talked about recording this. Um, and I sat down with, like, the video initially over the weekend. And I stopped as as soon as I could because they were squabbling over... I can't even remember what it was. I think it was, they were talking about climate change and it was like, well, how do we know what everything is? They were having a debate about what does everything mean? Um, and I was like, okay, this is, this is trash. And then I dove into it because we were going to be talking about it. Right. Took about three tw- tries to get all the way through. Oof. Um, and, you know, it does help me see the appeal. This is a really important cultural figure, like it or not. So we do have to kind of grapple with this is what a lot of the American public is using as their news source and what right. they think of as trustworthy. And it and the, it was good for me to realize, like, Joe Rogan is not as bad obvi- in an obvious way as you might think if you've never listened to him. Right. Like, it's not Alex Jones. No, because he doesn't claim to be a journalist. He's right. just having conversations. You, right. Have you noticed this is weird? That, like, when, like, I'm going to call myself a comedian because people pay me on occasion to do it, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, when I'm on stage doing like a comedy bit, it's just like fart, fart, diarrhea, fart, boob, fart. And people Mm. are like, ah, jokes. Great. But like, so comedians on stage like that. But then now there's like this other comedian that like goes on podcasts and is like, I think we really need to reexamine how we think about time. It's like, (laughs) when the fuck did that start? When did it, I thought you just fucking what? I think it's because it's an industry, right? You know, like Mark Maron kind of set a brand for a certain version of that that's not like ideologically toxic or anything, whatever. But it's like you get this intimacy or this perceived sense of intimacy with this creator and then you're backing them on Patreon and you're paying them like monthly fees to get bonus episodes or whatever, you right. know? Like you're a subscriber. You, you're a fan of this person, not their comedy. You're right. a fan of that person. And so they become this whole brand and this whole community almost in people's right. minds I think. like me on tiktok yeah. but like i get it it's a marketing thing and yeah, that's cool it's a living you know whatever but but 
the issue, I think, is when did it become that this that our job is to give you the news? Like, that I don't understand. I'm like, no, 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 I'm here making fun of the news. Like, the fucking bit itself wasn't even about Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. It was about Neil Young getting pissed and fucking starting shit with Joe Rogan over the episodes with Dr. Malone about COVID uh, information that was faulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and none of them even brought that up. They were just like, well, how dare you? I was like, I even just brought up Jordan Peterson. I was just like, he also had Jordan Peterson who said some wild shit. People were like, Jordan Peterson's the greatest mind of the Our 20th century. Our, Our daddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, the, all these fights, they're like symbolic more than they actually are about content. And that's part of the whole problem. It's like, oh, well, I assume if you disagree with this... You must disagree with everything else. People sent me lists of Joe Rogan episodes to listen to because they're like, you should listen to these. Like, first off, I do listen to these. Why do you think I don't listen to Joe Rogan? That would be stupid. He's a very popular person and he is very funny. But like, I don't listen to to fucking Joe Rogan and go, hey, let's what's going on in the world today. It does seem like he's trying that a little bit, though, which is, you know, admirable. Dip your toe in the knowledge world, but maybe have some people around you to vet your info. Right. That's what news does. Sometimes. Not CNN, who I also have a problem with! (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Yeah, like, the mainstream news has done this problem, too, of platforming things that are not trustworthy information. Correct. That's why we have so many anti-vaxxers, because for years, they were trying to do this both sides reporting about whether vaccines cause autism and all these other anti-vax fears that people had. And so by treating two sets of information as equally worthy when one of them was just completely made up and has all been discredited a million times over at this point. You create this illusion where people can't understand, like, what has the weight of the evidence behind it. And that's the problem. You know, it's fine to have a variety of different perspectives, but if you're gonna present yourself as some kind of authority, then you actually actually have... You've gotta use your kingly powers better, man. That's all I was trying to say. It's like... Yeah, like, objective news is a really dangerous myth. Like, there is no such thing as a human being being completely objective. So it is good to just kind of not masquerade as something that you're not. and kind right. of Yeah, critiquing the biases that people have. Because trying to look objective is how we got, again, into this problem with anti-vaxxers. By acting like, oh, let's hear from both sides. When it's not both sides, it's not it's like sides 99% issue. people say this, 1% people say that. Those aren't sides. That's right. like a wall and a, a fucking window. You know right. what I mean? Like, the, you can't compare the two. Yeah. One, yeah, granted, they're both sides of a house, but one is clearly a wall yeah. and one is clearly a window. Right. You know, and it's funny that it's Ben Shapiro, another one of these figures who's who came up with the facts don't care about your feelings thing, because those... That whole side is just people who, if a fact is uncomfortable for them, they just refuse to believe it. They right. make the facts about their feelings. We're saying, that's the thing, man. We're saying the same thing. Like, I look in these comment sections, I'm like, I agree with you. Yeah. Why do you think I don't? Just because this is an issue. Yeah. And no one, in uh, the whole, like, the idea that their buddy, Joe is going to be, like, kicked to the curb and canceled and taken out, like, Louis C.K. and all those other guys. I'm like, well, no. Louis C.K. is a very specific issue, right? Yeah, that's not about opinions and different beliefs about politics. It was a very dangerous person that needed to be, you know, taken into account, held accountable, 
Joe Rogan's not going to be banished to another country. That's stupid. And even if he did, he could broadcast from here. We going to give a fuck. Got $100 million for this podcast. He's good. He doesn't care. Yeah. He's fine. He's going to go home and do his fucking steam shower and heated floor. Have the greatest goddamn night of his life. That's what he's going to do. And I hope he does. Yeah, he's doing fine. And he seems fine. Like, he actually seems like a pretty content, yeah. happy person. Whatever. That's the thing. I'd love to hang out with the guy and just be like, hey. Do you understand what's going on and why this is happening? Like, show him all of his fan base and be like, dude, this is what your information, your show, is breeding. Right. Take some fucking responsibility for it. And I'm sure he does not like those people. Not at all, man. As they've projected onto him, I don't think he would have any respect for the vast majority of these people or want to hang out with them. People are putting him into some kind of, like, like category of, like, you know... uh, what do you call uh, Oscar Wilde or like pe- persecuted people that were just like really intellectual and interesting and I'm right. like but what if in the future that's true where they look at Joe Rogan and it's like well Joe Rogan was a cornerstone of thought because of blah 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 <laughs> do you think that would happen because I'm like well a lot of people didn't fucking like that guy back then but then I'm like yeah but if you look at what Joe Rogan is postulating and what they are postulating the, it's not a fair comparison there's wit and nuance involved with some of these people that is not happening here. And those people had a viewpoint, and they were making a case using rhetoric and humor and all of those things. Whereas with him, what is the agenda? What If you are going to just talk to like basically anyone, what do you even believe in? What do you stand for? What are you interested in, even, at right. some point? You have to have some... And even if you don't, your show is not about just talking to people. Mm -hmm. Like, I listened, I know, because a lot of the people in the fucking TikTok comment section were like, you've known clearly you've never listened. And I'm like, why do you think I haven't? Because I didn't get the same fucking boner you did while you were listening? Sorry, no. It's like fucking fish all over again. I don't have a problem with fish, the band. I think Billy Breeze is a solid jam. Fucking fish fans, on the other hand, can't fucking handle it. Uh, you cannot be that whimsical all the time. Eventually, you just got to fucking eat broccoli and shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, it's that parasocial relationship stuff again, because Fish fans famously, you know, following the band everywhere, like, you make it such a huge part of your identity that then you your ego, like, can't handle any critique or threat or stepping outside of it, and it just really distorts reality. Why can't you just, like, enjoy the thing and for me, I don't know, it's just really hard to imagine liking something or even liking a person and not having, being critical of them at part, times. Part be of Part it. of that. That's right. part of how I enjoy, it. like, a movie or a book or anything is thinking about, here's where I don't agree. Here's what I, where I think they failed. And that's what fucking Joe Rogan would do yeah, himself. Yeah, that's his whole jam, man. <laughs> so why can't his fans have that level of... Yeah, or just random people that just... And and also, the people that were like, oh, you're just using his name to get your name out there. I'm like, ah, no. I feel like I I can name my shit and be my own thing and whatever. I think that his name is just out there. And also, what the fuck is he doing? He's doing the same fucking thing. He's bringing on people so that you'll listen to his show. That's how this fucking shit works. Plus, even if that is what you're doing... They're feeding into it. Yeah, it would so, work. And, and you're here, so it worked. Great. They, they're the ones giving you the clout right now. Thanks. And boosting you in the algorithm. So if they have a problem with that, they should just disappear. Cool off. Cool yeah. off. Don't comment. But you do it because you need to teach me. Because we live in a world where it's like gotchas and hashtags. That's it. I gotcha. Now you're fucked. Done. And mm-hmm. like, but that's not how things work. They could have just ignored you, and you can just ignore them because it's not actually any game you're obligated. Right. When did this become a thing where we have to, like, throw counterpoints around? When did they... that uh, The comment sections, man, I agree with Bill Burr on that one. 
where he's like, I think we should just not have comment sections. Yeah, I'm like, I, I agree. agree. It's a toxic, horrible place. We've not we've not done well with it. What those things are designed to do is just bring someone back to the same page over and over again, using an app for longer because that's more advertiser revenue. So right. anytime we give into this stuff, whatever side we're on, we're being manipulated. It's the attention economy, and our attention has been bought, right? Sure. So, and controversy just is what brings in a lot of attention. So, And that's how a lot of the algorithms work, too, because it's just like they're engaged in this, therefore it must be good. I'll send it to more people because then more people will see it. It's all fucking – you're look, John Stewart also talked about how it's like we should be mad about corporations moving things around rather than mm-hmm. the people involved. And I was like, I agree. Yeah. Somebody said that to me, and it was video of them in front of a green screen just pointing at it angrily, just yeah. like, see? Because that's do what you see? do on TikTok. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I obviously – do a dance. Be clever. Write a fucking song about it or something but instead he was just like see john stewart says like i fucking agree why do you think i don't agree with that i'm it mm." because again all i was doing in the piece was describing the situation and taking pot shots like anybody would i think neil young was right to be like hey spotify your guidelines need to be respected and you're not doing that because you bought this podcast Mm -hmm. that's a problem so either change your guidelines or follow them with this because it's your fucking priceless baby. Right. It brought attention to it and a lot of people well and that's a whole other thing, right? A lot of people tried to cancel their subscriptions to the point that Spotify shut that down. There were right. there was like a whole day where you couldn't cancel your Spotify membership on the app, which is also just another really shady yeah, it's not cool. Practice. Again, yeah, that's not no one's no one's really mad at. Uh, I mean, we're all mad at everybody right now. But yeah, like, we're all mad. We're all mad all the time. Yeah. Spotify is the fucking problem too sometimes, but not the worst. It's still not fucking you know the fucking Gestapo kicking in your door and taking your thumbs just because you were like, I think that guy looks funny. Like that's a problem. Look at fucking Charlie Hebdo if you want to talk about censorship. Check that shit out. That's something you can rally behind. Go fucking deal with that. I don't know what this fucking situation is. Well, rather, I do. And you do, too. And appreciate you taking the time to, like, watch it and let me rant. Because, you know, that's sort of your deal, right? You listen to rants. Yeah, oh, I mean, the whole internet is a ranting uh, ground at this point. But, yeah, like, if his fans are outraged, they can cancel their Spotify membership, too. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because these platforms do have a lot of control over media and people's access and... It's fine to be uneasy with that. That doesn't mean it's the same thing as censorship, like you said. Um, and that means if you don't like it, it's not individual people that are the problem here. It's these huge corporations. I agree with that. You know? I kind of made that point, you know, you know, in a, in a roundabout way. I've mentioned that, like, Neil Young was just trying to... He just called attention to something that should be called out on because, like, it should be called out. There's a fucking problem with Spotify's guidelines. Mm-hmm. And that Joe Rogan is very popular and is putting people on there that might be dangerous in some form to people. Because, like, if Malone gets on there, gives some bad advice, which he did, and then somebody takes that advice, which they did, and some people die, which some people did, that's fucking a problem. That's an issue. I don't mean it needs to fucking burn the house down. I'm just saying, like, hey, knock on the door and be like, hey, Joe, what's, uh, what's, what's happening, buddy? Yeah, you got to think about the consequences of your actions. If you get to be rewarded by that many people admiring you and rewarding you and you getting this huge contract with Spotify because people want to listen to you, there are consequences to that. Do you remember when Bernie Sanders was on Joe Rogan and 
it was like a whole dust up kind of on the left where people were like, oh, was it wrong for him to be on there? You know, like, and it's interesting because even in this Peterson um, Rogan episode, there are times when Joe Rogan says this stuff that like almost anybody could relate to. And it's kind of like kind of a socialist point that he's making, but they would never a lot of his fans would hate it if it was called socialism. Right. 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 So your, your fan base is now dictating your show. Well, it was just this point. Which happens, though. Well, the, the, the thing is that, like, there are frustrations that unite all of us that because of how entrenched we are, we don't get to recognize them. So, like, there's this moment in the episode where Joe Rogan's talking about how wrong it is that Apple exploits all of its workers in China and imagine if they had to share more of their profits with their workers and imagine if, you know, tech companies in the U.S. also needed to share more of their profits with their employees who are responsible for making those profits in the first place. It's like a really, like, socialist point. It's like a really left-leaning point. But it's also a point that a lot of people, if you took it away from being a political symbol and you just said, hey, isn't this unfair? Aren't you screwed over by your boss? Aren't you screwed over by your job? A lot of his listeners and a lot of people in the country would say, yeah, let's think about how to fix this. But because we're fighting over this inane shit all the time... And it is inane. Nothing fucking happened. Right. We can't get into talking about why so many people feel so alienated and disaffected and unhappy and who's actually screwing people over. It's these big tech companies. It's these big media companies. It's, you know... Yeah, it's certainly not me at a bar at 3 o'clock in the afternoon getting piss-wasted and screaming about a thing I read in the news. (laughs) So, anyway. Like, what do you think right now... Um, if obviously, you know, you don't engage and, and you don't do your thing, but like, where do you find, where do you find like hope in that world? Like, what can we do? You know what I mean? I think there is hope in the fact, kind of just like I was just saying, these people are lonely. These people are exploited. They're unhappy. Like they are so wrapped up in like a really defensive, under, insecure understanding of the world that they can't see where it's coming from. And they think it's blue-haired people with pronouns and and people who believe in climate change who are victimizing them. But the truth is, they are victimized. Like, we all are. In some form, man. If we could get past all of this completely meaningless culture war stuff, we could see that a lot of us are, including some Joe Rogan fans, they're suffering from a lot of the same problems that we are. Right. But we have to actually, like, have the right priorities to realize that conversations like we're having right now here's the thing like the thing that i don't get about a lot of this fucking the attack of the brogans is that like nobody was like hey can we can i get on your show can you can i have can i be on your pod like it's like no i'm not gonna give you any attention except i'm going to give you attention so i can chew you out for being outside then i'm gonna go back in my door my house and slam the door which is what happens and you're kind of like well you could just come out here and be like hey i don't where are you coming from because mm-hmm. i feel like the the people out there that are just like, hey, this is scary because it, it's making people feel uncomfortable are the people that are going to tell you where they come from and would be happy to explain it. Mm-hmm. So I don't get why that's not the initial reaction. Right, right. If they love Joe Rogan's approach so much of having these conversations and being tolerant of competing viewpoints, why can't they just have those conversations <laughs> so do you don't want to do it then right yeah you just want to throw shit some right. people are just fucking 14 year old trolls fucking around oh yeah you can always tell what that one is because just like you're a joke smh mm-hmm. and i'm like okay 
great, fine. Yeah. I'm a comedian. Yeah, yeah great. I, you got me. I get a lot of that on there too. It's like people are like, you know, I get that this is good, but why are people laughing? Oh, I had one guy that was like, that's a laugh track, and started a whole thread about like, oh, you can tell right here he's using a laugh track. And I was like, wow. wow. Do you know how hard that is to do? <laughs> Wow. And it, because it was a live recording from the... Yeah, it's always yeah. live. I just put up... Oh, right, for if you're curious, I just have one microphone in front of me and then the other is in the phone that someone's using to record me. So everything is happening in real time. You're they hearing just, it. It's so defensive that they can't even believe there are people in the world that would find what you were saying funny. You I know, know, right? I was it, like, well, first off, that hurts a little bit. That's but, very conspiratorial. Yeah, but then yeah. it got weird because I was like, well, if you don't think I'm funny, okay, I don't care. I don't think you're funny. I've... Your booze mean nothing. I've seen what makes you cheer. And then like, cool. We're we're all in agreement. You can still hang out. But when they're just like fake, he's using technology. I'm like, bitch, I wish I had the money to do that, but I don't. That's really like insidious. They Isn't just it? can't even imagine that this like, has to be a fake. That that you even have any fans. Like it's right. just crazy. It's yeah. so weird that I'm like, people are just they're there, man. I didn't and then they're like, is this supposed to be funny? I'm like, I don't know. Is it? Like <laughs> they laughed. I went right. with it. The true comedian's response. <laughs> I don't know how this works. I don't I'm, know. I guess it I'm is. I'm trying I, out here, God. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just trying to cook, man. Like, why are you throwing cayenne in there? I'm like, I don't know. It might work. Yeah, it's a pretty color. I don't know. <laughs> Turmeric makes you pretty. Um, well, thank you for being on the broadcast. Uh, thank you for watching your, your Rogan Peterson experience. Ooh. Do you have any, do you have anything you need to get off your chest about watching that? Because I have been venting. Oh Lord. You know, I, they really had me for a second. Like when they were having that conversation about like socialism and stuff, I was like, okay, maybe there's hope. And then that's immediately when they went into, and of course this is all happening because all of these transgenders, you know, like, oh, yeah. it's just like, I want to be able to be tolerant to some of these people because I think sometimes they're trying to get at something, even if I disagree with them. But then they're so intolerant of certain ideas and groups and so easily butthurt by just the existence of certain kinds of people that they can't have a fully realized intellectual world. So that's the last thing I'll say about that, that like, if you want to actually do this marketplace of ideas, stuff that you think Joe Rogan is doing, you have to actually let people at the table and not just dismiss them out of the conversation because you don't understand their identity. For, yeah, you're the you, one being the snowflake if it, you can't even handle someone's existence. Like, right. Their existence is a fact. You're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, but don't tell me what to do. Right. <laughs> Special thanks to the Barrera Kudas for their kick-ass song, Promises. It's taking us out on the back end. Thank you to Jepson's Malort for their constant support. Thank you to Dr. Devin Price for coming by. And thank you to you for listening. Um, new episode coming right on the back end of this one. It's all about... Um, uh, well, I'll let you just find out for yourself because it's pretty fun. Listen, I learned a lot. We talked a lot. If you want to keep talking about it, find me on my Discord. Just click the link tree down below and find me on everything. I'm doing a lot of stuff. Come listen to me on Beams. Come find me on TikTok. Join the Chad experience, but do so responsibly, which is all I can ask. That's all I can do. I give up.